You are listening to the Your Shining Self podcast for women who need messages of hope, love, and transformation. And now your host, Tish. Hey there, listeners. Tish from ShiningSelf.com and the Your Shining Self podcast. As always, I want to say thanks for listening. And if you want to get the show notes from today's episode, be sure to head on over to ShiningSelf.com forward slash episode 24. LaToya, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join me. I'm so thrilled to have you here with me. Tish, it's a pleasure, and thank you so much. It's an honor um, to be on your podcast. Thank you so much um, for making time for me. Absolutely, and it seems a little, you know, I don't want to say silly because that's not the right word, but I'm excited to have you here to talk about the topic of abortion. So it sounds weird to say that I'm excited to talk about that. But what I mean by that is I don't hear a lot of people talking about this topic and especially, you know, healing from the shame and the guilt and everything that stems from abortion. So that's why I'm really excited to have you here today. Yes. Um, and one thing I was telling my business coach um, about it and she was like, I was like, you know, how do you talk about something so taboo? And she was like, well, it's only taboo because nobody's talking about it. And so yes. that was like a turning point for me. And it's like, OK, well, someone needs to talk about this so that women, you know, can come out of shame and, you know, just know that there is compassion you know, people will have compassion for you. And there's people out there that will have compassion for you. Yes, absolutely. So Latoya, will you take a few minutes and share with my listeners a little about your story and why you're on a mission to help women heal from abortion now? Yes, ma'am. So back in 2003, I found myself, you know, young at the age of 18, pregnant, getting ready to enter college. I had a tennis scholarship that I was going into college on. And, you know, it was just at this point in my life, I was just like, I'm not ready to have a child. You know, I got so much going on and this is a big, you know, thing for me. And I didn't feel like I had a great relationship with my mom at the time. So it was like, I didn't tell anybody about my decision to do that. And so I found myself alone, afraid, walking in that abortion clinic and seeing the protesters outside and just being there by myself, you know, I really thought that I was going to be okay. But that night, you know, even after my procedure, I went school shopping to prepare for my freshman year in college. And, you know, that's kind of crazy to say, but I just didn't know any better at that time. And it was like that night, everything came crashing down on me. And from that night in June of 2003, I prayed every night that God would forgive me. And I prayed that prayer every night for six to seven years. And I allowed myself to, you know, get in a place of isolation because it was like, I've done this horrific thing. You know, how can I tell anybody And a friend that I thought was a friend, she told someone else. And that just kind of broke me even more because I'm already thinking in my mind, how could I have done this? You know, I'm such a bad person. 
And now I'm in this place of broken trust. And so now I'm even feeling more ashamed about what I've done. So it just calls me to go in a place where I'm not connecting with anyone. I'm standoffish and I'm just really in a place of darkness because it's just like God can never forgive me for this. But it wasn't until I was at a women's ministry meeting and my pastor had us to read The True Measure of a Woman by Lisa Bevere. And it was in chapter two where she was talking about what are some things that you needed to clean out of your closet. And at that moment, everything that I had buried kind of resurfaced. And I remember writing down on that question that she asked, what needed to be cleaned out your closet? I remember writing down that I needed to clean out my closet as it pertains to abortion and that I didn't have anything to offer to anybody because of that decision. It just made me feel like I wasn't worthy, you know, of joy. I wasn't worthy, you know, to be happy. And it made me feel like that I could never help somebody or be of service to someone because of that decision. And we met that day to talk about that certain chapter of that book. And my pastor told me, when you asked God the first time to forgive you, he had already forgiven you. And just hearing her say those words was just like freeing for me because it took me seven years to fully know that in that moment I was forgiven and I'm sorry. Um, Do not apologize. (laughs) But it was in that moment that I truly received the forgiveness that I needed. I needed to hear those words that began to set me in motion to begin to heal emotionally, spiritually, physically, and mentally. Because up until that point, I had always felt like this sharp pain in my stomach. And it was almost as if it was a reminder, like a punishment, a reminder of what I had done. And once I heard those words that God had forgiven me, the very first time I asked, that day the pain stopped. So it was like that moment set me free from any physical pain that I was feeling and any guilt and shame that I had been feeling. And so I knew what it felt like to live in a place where to be ashamed, to feel like you're not worthy of anything, to be in a place of darkness and to be in a place of depression and to know that if I could overcome it, then I could help other women to do the same. And it was kind of, it was kind of like, God was just like, this is your mission. And I was hesitant on doing it because I'm like, nobody's talking about this. So why am I the one that have, you know, that has to take the unpopular road? But it was like, God was like, you know, this assignment was specifically for me to help other women come out of that. Cause I believe that, not talking about abortion is causing women to really not be the true version of themselves. It's causing a lot of women to hide and there's no fun in hiding. 
And I got tired of hiding. I got tired of feeling the way that I was feeling, you know, feeling trapped and feeling guilty and feeling regret. And I was tired of feeling that way and having a daughter at the same time. I can remember in 2006 when I remember getting pregnant with my daughter, I remember crying to my friend at work and I was like, how can I take care of one when I've given up another? And so having to build a connection with her and not feel guilty about keeping one, you know, was a whole, a whole other journey in itself. But I just feel like there's just so many women out there who's hurting and need that healing and need to know that there's a community out there for them that can provide that for them. And that's what I want to do, provide a community where women can heal and to know that they're not alone and to know that they have someone that they can talk to who understand them without judgment. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, first I just want to say thank you so much for being willing you know, to come on and be vulnerable enough to share your story, because it's not something that a lot of people talk about. Um, So I appreciate, you know, you wanting to share your story, because I do believe that when we share our stories, it does inspire others around us to realize that they're not alone. So I think it's really important what you're doing. Um, And I mean, as you're I was getting so emotional over here as you were sharing because I just can't even imagine. I was 23 when I had my son and I just remember at that age, I mean, 23 is not super young, but it's also mm-hmm. not old. <laughs> and I I mean, just even at 23 I was not prepared to be a mother. So I can't imagine, you know, being a freshman in college and finding myself pregnant and you you know, said that you were alone and having to make that decision and nobody there with you to go through the abortion. Like, I can't even begin to fathom what, you know, that moment was like. So um, take me and my listeners back to, you know, the moment that you made the decision to have the abortion and you go in for um, the procedure. Was there any moment in time you know, as you're there waiting, was there a moment in time where you were trying to talk yourself out of it? Or was it something that you absolutely knew you were going through with? Well, at that time, when I made the decision, it was like, I absolutely know that I'm going to go through this. Like, no one's going to change my mind about this. You know, I kind of already made up in my mind because I was that type of person. Like, once I made up my mind, that was kind of it. But Walking in there and being by myself, sitting in there alone, honestly, now looking back, everything just kind of went so fast. I don't even know what I was thinking sitting in there. It was just kind of like, I want this to be over because I want to leave. And in that moment, it was just like, you know, let's get it done. I don't want to think about it. You know, because if you start to think about it, you start to change your mind. But I knew the situation that I was in, that I didn't want to raise a child in that situation. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, when you were talking about, okay, God, why am I the one that has to, you know, share this message? Why am I the one that, you know, has to share my story and stuff? I, you know, from 
I've never been through abortion, but other things that I have been through, I've learned that God has turned my, and I don't want to say the word mess because I'm not insinuating at all that that's, you know, what an abortion is, is a mess. But I've personally learned that God has turned my messes into messages. So that's another reason I think, you know, what you're doing is so important because, um, you know, as I've already mentioned, I already feel like this topic of abortion is something that's not talked about enough. So by you being willing to share your story and want to create a community for other women, you know, that have been through this, um, I think it's just it's so important what you're doing. And I don't know, I just want to keep saying that over and over because it is so important. Yes, it is. Because I think, you know, as a society, there's this quote that I love and it it says that we don't heal from abortion. You know, we heal from what society thinks about abortion. Yes, And, you know, it's just so important that what a woman chooses to do and for me, um, my ground is faith. You know, my life is built on faith. And, you know, the Bible says that no sin is greater than the other. You know, whether you lie, steal, cheat, murder, it, it's all a sin. And I just think that it's time for, you know, us to show a little more compassion and love. Like the first thing, if I come to you, you know, as a friend or, you know, as a confidant, like the first thing I shouldn't hear from you is you did what at this moment, I just need you to listen and understand because you, so many people say I would never do that. And the one thing that I love is to, to say is never say never because you never know what your life will hold. You know, you never plan to get a divorce when you get married, but people still do, Yep. you know, so you can never say that you will never do something unless you put, in that situation you know you never know what you'll do and it's just you know just compassion and love is something that I longed for when I had my procedure and it's time for other women to know that as well and not only women but men as well because men men suffer you know with that as well you know having to go through that with their significant other or partner at the time Yes. So after you share this and, um, you know, your pastor tells you that the first time you asked God to forgive you, you were forgiven. How did it come about that you started to, um, I mean, we haven't touched on the coaching program yet, but how did it come about that you decided that you wanted to take your message to the world and create this coaching program? How did that all come together? Well, it took some years um, because that was like back in 2011, 2012. And I knew that I needed to work on, you know, my healing. But it's just been within the last year or two where the voice has gotten louder saying it's time for you to start sharing, you know, this story and, you know, to not be ashamed of it because my life has always been lived in shame in, you know, trying to please people and, you know, what people will think about me. And so in order for me to live my authentic, 
uh, you know, to live my authentic life, then I have to share that because that's a part of who I am. And I believe in, you know, that everything has a meaning. And my name means LaToya. My name is LaToya, which means that it means victorious one. So I knew that I had victory over whatever I was going through. And so it was time for me to help other women, you know, to get that freedom and live victoriously as well. So within the last year or two, it was just kind of, God was just like, okay, you're trying to do your own thing, but this is what I want you to do. You know, just trust me with it. You gotta love it when God is like, <laughs> yeah, no, you need to trust me, right. not your own understanding. <laughs> right. Because I was, I was wanting to do something else because I was like, okay, I can't do this. You know, like, what would people think? Like, what are people going to say? Like, this is a, you know the immature me is like, this is embarrassing. Like, I can't really share this, right? But the mature side of me is like, God has called you to do something, then you need to do it. Because delayed obedience is still disobedience, right? Yes. And so, <laughs> so I didn't want to be disobedient anymore. I was and, tired of struggling. <laughs> right. And Latoya, what's it been like since you've started to share your story with the world and introduce, um, you know, this coaching program? How has that been received by others around you? Well, the, the, it has been amazing. It's, everyone is like, oh, you know, women really need this. And thank you for sharing your truth. And thank you for sharing and it's just been received, you know, on so many levels. And it just makes me feel so good to know that, that there are people who need it. And, but it's still, it's still challenging because abortion is still such a taboo topic. So it's still challenging to try and get women to, you know, come. And that's, you know, being real because, you know, who, who just freely say, you know, says they have an abortion, right? Right. You have to build that trust. And so I've been working to build the, build the trust with the women in my community and, you know, really having them to see that they can trust me and that this is a safe place where you can come. And I've had women to reach out to me and just, you know, just say, thank God you exist. You know, thank you so much for being support to me. So what, if we have a listener that's listening and they have been through an abortion, um, what is like one or two things that you can tell them if they're, you know, dealing with the shame and the guilt, what are one or two pieces of advice that you can give them to help them heal from it so that they can start to move forward and live their true authentic lives? And that's funny you asked that because I just had a post that I posted the other day that talked about three things I wish I would have known post-abortion. And so, and one of those things is to be gentle with yourself, have self-compassion. And I don't think, you know, a lot of women are told to have that. And it's just so important to have that self-compassion and being gentle with yourself because it's easy to beat yourself up knowing that you've made a decision that goes against everything society says. And 
you know, having that self-compassion and when you feel yourself getting to that point of where you want to talk negative, just take a moment and process it through. Because I think the other thing is that we don't allow ourselves to process what has really happened. And that would be the second thing to just process it fully. Allow yourself to go through all the emotions that you feel. If you have to kick, you have to scream, you have to cry, do whatever it is because it's so easy to bury those emotions and they have to be processed. So process it, begin to process it and allow yourself to begin to feel that and then have that self-compassion and being gentle with yourself because you made the best decision at that time in your life. That's the best decision that you knew at that time. So just know that it's okay and that things will be well if you allow yourself to be open to that. I think those are great pieces of advice. Thank you for sharing those. Um, And I will make sure to include a link to that post in our show notes so that listeners can click through and read that if they would like. Latoya, let's talk a little bit about, so I've mentioned um, your coaching program. The name of your coaching program is called Path to Intimacy. It's a four-week program. So will you share with our listeners a little bit about that and, um, you know, what will happen in that program with you? Yes. So Path to Intimacy is helping women you know, be at peace with their past decision, helping them to really shatter those negative thoughts that they've, you know, embraced, and also to develop the intimacy that they desire. Because the ultimate goal is to have that intimacy in your relationships. And when I say intimacy, it's not physical, but emotional intimacy. Because as a woman post-abortion, for some of us, it takes an emotional toll on us. We go through emotional pain, you know, with dealing with something, especially when you think you're alone. And so having that intimacy in your relationship, you know, being vulnerable, being open and raw allows you to make a connection not only with yourself, but with those that you encounter and have relationship with. Because it's so easy to wear the you know, the cloak of shame and not fully give yourself to that person. And it's really hard when you can't emotionally connect with someone. So path to intimacy is to help you experience deeper emotional intimacy in your relationships that you desire because we all long for that love and just to be exposed and just to give our all, you know, that's what we wanted to be accepted. So path to intimacy is to help women with that and build that deeper emotional intimacy in their relationships. I love it. And I'm so excited that I get to, you know, share with my listeners all about this because again, I've said it before, but I think it's so important what you're doing. And I'm also a Christian. So, you know, I have faith in God and I know, um, you know, one of the things that the devil, you know, wants us to do is to hide out in that shame and that guilt and to, you know, isolate ourselves and not have, um, that intimacy with others. And like you said, we're not talking about the physical intimacy at this you know, time. We're talking about just that intimate relationship with others. 
Um, so it is so important that, you know, women, one, forgive themselves and move past that because it's just so important. God does not want anybody living a life full of shame and guilt because, you know, he has forgiven us for our sins, regardless of what they are. Exactly. And it's just, you know, it's not a overnight process. It's something that we have to practice daily because like you said, the enemy will want us, you know, chained in that shame and guilt. But God is like, you know, as a kid, there was a saying, you know, no take backs. And so we think that if God will free us, then he will take that back for us being such bad people. But God is like, you're my daughter. I desire to love on you. I desire to see you healed. I desire to see you happy. And a lot of women aren't living life because they don't think that they're worthy of the blessings that God has for them. And that's what I really want to help women see that God loves you. He's still there waiting on you with open arms because, you know, we make up things in our head and, you know, it's just easy to sit. It's easy to sit in that place and be in that place and come become complacent there. But, you know, that's not the life that God has called us to live. Yes. Latoya, I'm curious as we're, you know, talking about this, how, um, you know, you have healed and you're sharing this message with others, you're doing this coaching program, but do you ever have days where, um, I don't know if like shame and guilt are the right words again, but do you ever have days where you go back into a moment of feeling, you know, regretful about what you did, or um, you find yourself feeling, oh my gosh, you know, just shame because of what you did? Well, there are days, you know, every day isn't easy. There are some days where, you know, there are thoughts that come in my mind. And I would, I would be lying if I didn't say that those things happen. Um, But they do come in my mind. But I have what I call, um, my coach gave me what I call prescription affirmations. (laughs) So for every thought that I have, I combat it with my prescription affirmation, which is like a scripture affirmation combined. And I just have to tell, you know, myself that it, this is what it was, but this is where I'm going. And my daughter is my why now. I have to keep pushing for her because she watches me. And she listens to me and I have to keep going for her and not only for her, but for myself. Like I refuse to go back to that place where I was. And that's another reason why I don't, I don't want to go back. So is every day easy? No, but you know, I have to pick up my word and I have to remind myself that you're free. Thank you for sharing that. And the reason that I asked that is because um, it hasn't happened in a long time, but back when I first became saved many, many, many moons ago, um, you know, people, there were a couple people around me that they thought because I suddenly became a Christian and that I had all this faith, they thought that it was like, you know, a snap of a finger that everything was magically better and life was grand. And I was like, no, you don't understand. (laughs) 
<laughs> there are still really bad days. Life still happens. I still have to deal with you yes. know, everything. So that was kind of the reason that I was asking that because um, anybody that's listening, you know, I don't want them to think like, oh, well, every day is easy now. She, you know, has been forgiven and, you know, God's forgiven her and she just goes about living her life. No, there are still tough days, but you have resources and tools. And I love prescription affirmations. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, but you do have the tools and the resources yes. to get you through those tough days. Yes. And it's, you know, and it's good too, to have a very good support system, you yes. know, to make sure that someone's there to not only pray with you, but to speak life, you know, into you and to just keep you covered because it's just so important because, you know, the word says that the enemy is, you know, roaming like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And so, you know, I just have to remain rooted and grounded and kind of tough it out because it does get hard. But I also know that sometimes I need to set aside time for myself to really, you know, um, just to clear my mind. Because of course, when usually when I'm feeling like that, there's usually like days where I'm scrolling social media, you know, you can get caught up in social media and I have to be aware of the things that I do because some things that we do can trigger, you know, those emotions, like you said, in life does happen, but it's just so important to have that support system and to know, you know, that this is just a test. I'm, I'm going to pass it. Yes. Latoya, this has been so good. And I have so enjoyed our conversation. I know that sounds weird considering, <laughs> you know, the topic we've talked about. Um, but again, I just think it's so important that we continue to bring light to something that is seen as such a taboo topic. So if my listeners want to um, find out more information about your coaching program, where can they go to check out Path to Intimacy? Um, you, can, you can go through my social media, um, B-T-H-E, Latoya Matthews. And I am updating my website right now. So LatoyaMatthews.com and it will have the Path to Intimacy program on it as well. Awesome. Thank you. And I will be sure that that's included in show notes so that the listeners can get all that information there too. So again, Latoya, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate you and your willingness to share your story. And I love what you're doing. And I'm so excited to continue to follow your journey. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on the show. It has been amazing. I've really enjoyed our time, um, you know, talking about this as well. Well, thank you. Hey there, listeners. Tish from ShiningSelf.com and the Your Shining Self podcast. As always, I want to say thanks for listening. And if you want to get the show notes from today's episode, be sure to head on over to ShiningSelf.com forward slash episode 24. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Your Shining Self podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and share with others that need a message of hope, love, and transformation.